I fell into a ring of fire. I fell in. Welcome to Fever FM. Tonight we're talking A-League preview. It's finally here. And tonight I am joined by regulars Tracy, Cam and Dale. Hello. How are we? G'day. Hello. Very well, thank you, Frosty. Are we all excited? It's, got, it's kind of crept up a little bit, hasn't it? It's, it's weird, like, I guess not having, like, the team in town and the build-up. It just kind of feels like it's just been presented in the weekend, like there's no kind of, I don't know, build up at all. It's just kind of, ta-da, here it is. Because yeah. you haven't had like the the community uh, day or anything like that, you know, that, that kind of like ends the start of the season and it's it's there and it's ready to go. And, you know, the, um, there haven't really been any open to public uh, pre-season games or anything like that. So there's been no like, here it is, this is the start. You can get excited now. And all of a sudden it's there. It's just, yeah, it's... um. Possibly because it has been effectively what three years since we've had anything looking like a preseason in town, which we can attend, uh, which we can attend or even look at. It just feels kind of, I don't know. I, I, I expected it to be more. I expect. I, I don't even know what more of what. Just more. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's exactly what you would expect, right? That three years away is a perfect reason to put it in our faces, like nonstop. But it's here. It's coming. What are we talking about now? (laughs) (laughs) Stop with the innuendos, boys. Come on. I don't even know what I said, but I just see all of you laughing and pointing at me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, it's um, on the forums. Someone was like, yeah, the game's on Saturday, uh, Sunday. And everyone's just like, what? I thought it was next week. Mm. And we're supposed to be the people that actually know about this. So it, it's obviously quite universal that it sneaked up, but it's here. Uh, last preseason game was uh, over in uh, Sydney against Sydney, um, and unfortunately, a bit of a loss. Don't know what team turned out, but had a nil all first half and uh, um, uh, conceded three in the last half hour to uh, lose three nil. Um, Caceres on the 69th and 81st minute, and then Max Burgess. I'm going to go out on a limb and say used his left peg and smashed one in. No, no, no. I think if you read the match report, it was it, it was his right foot. I don't know if the ball ricocheted into his right foot and then went in, but I, I'm assuming it was the deflection or something. I mean, obviously he was standing on it when it happened. So, but yeah, uh, not the best uh, final result uh, for preseason, but. Um, Asterix, we, yeah. we don't know what they were trying to achieve from the game, so there could be raft of changes made, there could be formation changes, there could be all sorts of stuff he's trying to do. It could be deliberately sitting back and let Sydney come at us and see how that works out. You know, there's, there's just there's so much that we don't, we aren't aware of going on in that game that the scoreline is kind of moot. 
You know the season's coming when Cam gets on his rose-tinted glasses? Like, yes. <laughs> I love my rose-tinted glasses. I'm going to be wearing them all season. I'm going to be the positive one in this in this podcast. You know that's going to be true. I'm going to have the positive angles. I'm always going to take that angle. So you guys can be as negative as you like. I'm going to go the other I'm going to go the other direction. It's not about negativity so so much as um your strong defense of anything Phoenix. Yes. And it's going to continue. Embrace I've never it, love known it. Any other way for Cam? It's just kept in positive. It's taken two kids to get him even to go. Oh, they're okay. <laughs> um, it's better to like things, man. I hate. There's no point in disliking shit. There's a reason why we support the club. We might as well get behind them and love it, right? I was about to say you've got to got to be slightly positive to support the Knicks, or you've got to hate yourself for something awful. <laughs> One thing we did note from the. Um, Nick's uh, away trip that uh, Ben Old and um, Paulson uh, ended up turning up for the um, Weenix side and then a bit of a 1 0 loss to uh, away to Napier City Rovers. Um, I'm not sure how they got on, but obviously, minutes under the belt would be good for them because they haven't seen a lot of lot of work. Obviously, Paulson <laughs> hasn't seen much at all, uh, probably getting smashed in the uh, drills if. Um, Danny Hayes' coaching technique is being observed in the Knicks camp. Yeah, love a good laugh and nothing else. Um, I should be a stand-up. Uh, did you guys? Any of you guys see this game? No, no. I caught like a clip of it because I was watching um, Olympic Auckland City, but um, not much. Yeah, fair enough. Um, not too much we can learn. Knicks going a. Uh, uh, Pretty well uh, recently, though, so hopefully having the um, seniors back in in the city should mean that there's a few guys getting more game time from the senior team and also a bit of a lift for that squad as well, I think. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's other questions that raises about, you know, dropping players, senior players down and the impact that pro players will have on the amateur, faux amateur National League as well. So, you know, it's not all necessarily positive in that camp. I haven't, still haven't seen any confirmation about what rules the Phoenix have about dropping players down. Neither players, have I. I assume they're only allowed to do it for under 20s, maybe, and no pro players, but no one seems to know the answer. But But you'd want someone like David Ball to have an opportunity to have a hit out in the resies or even Clayton or someone to get minutes in those legs on the return from injury before having to go straight into the first team, wouldn't you? You'd hope that that is still a possibility for them. Well, you'd hope if you're the Phoenix, that was a possibility. Yeah, exactly. Any yeah, other, club, yeah. You're... Other, other side of it, you definitely don't want that to be the case because obviously the impact they can have on the game. But yeah, as I say, two sides to that coin. And I don't even know which side I sit on. I'm going to sit firmly on the fence on that one. I think yeah. we all know wh- where I stand on that situation, so I'm not going to talk <laughs> about that anymore. Yeah, fair enough. No, I think it's a universal problem, though, and uh, no one's yet come up with a solution in any uh, country around the world. But we're going to have to live with it, or someone's going to protest and get it overturned four times and see what happens. <laughs> uh, we should cover off the uh, women have had quite a few signings before we get into the um, A-League pre, um, digestion. Uh, Michaela Robertson has, has signed, along with Claudio uh, Chico. Uh, from uh, Leichhardt and the Young Matildas, so that's uh, not a bad re-signing. Uh, and they've obviously uh, bolstered that backroom staff after losing um, uh, Gemma 
and they've brought in Callum Holmes coming in as the assistant coach and Maya Vink joining as the team's analyst. Tracy and Cam, I'm going to throw to you guys because you seem to know a lot more about this than I do, uh, including knowing um, Maya a bit, I believe. I don't know Maya at all, um, but Trace, if you do, feel feel free to fire away. Uh, I've worked on the leadership course that I did recently, um, Maya facilitated. Um, that's kind of most of my interaction. Um, obviously, being around capital football um, circles, you kind of know of these people. Um, but Maya was also with the twenties um recently when they went over to costa rica for the world cup there it was a world cup right yeah um and was working with the team there i think in an analyst role as well so um that experience obviously puts her in a good seed for for heading into the professional environment yeah it's cool and um in way of the signings as well uh, i think michaela robertson we were calling for her to be signed last year and I'm, obviously i don't know the reasons around that why she wasn't um, i'm sure they're all very valid um but i think she's a fantastic signing absolutely brilliant signing for for the uh for the uh, women's team um the performances she's put in in national league level and uh kate Shepard cup level in New Zealand over the last several years have been fantastic. There's a reason why she's been called into the Ferns whilst not yet capped. She's been around that squad for a while. So I think she is going to be an excellent addition. Uh, There's goals in here and I think she's going to score heaps. I thought she'd been capped at least once, but she was definitely in the squad, wasn't she? Um, Yeah, the the Knicks have made a very big deal about her for um, uh, being the first uh, first women's player to come through the academy. Um, albeit uh, playing mostly against the um, men's teams, I believe. Yeah, and first Wellingtonian uh, to come through the women's program as well. Uh, it, it's good. It's good to see that rather than new players being brought in, someone to be coming through, and someone's got to be the first. It's always good to have a, um, a local local lass coming through and uh, showing that there's a way forward. Yeah, I totally agree. And her mum's, mum's Australian, isn't it? So she classifies as one of the Australian players, so... Happy days. Yeah, that made me um, chuckle merrily. Domi must have been so wrapped with that. Loves a loophole. Yeah. <laughs> Loves a loophole. <laughs> uh, Shall we get, uh, kick into the uh, preseason um, discussion now then? You're ready? You're keyed up? And so, you've, uh, have, have you done your research? What do you, what do you make us for, Frosty? Of course we've done our research, buddy. Come on. This is not Phoenix City, all right? <laughs> hey, come on! No, we watched at least half of the games. did all the research there. <laughs> so that Kerry's overseas research, which took me hours and hours every week. <laughs> we already established some of my research was incorrect, so that's <laughs> well. All I said was research. I didn't say correct research. This is still internet based, so we can just make it up as we go along. Uh, who's going to kick us off with Brisbane? I believe that's me. Uh, Brisbane, they haven't had a, a huge amount of change to their squad. I think the biggest in for them is Charlie uh, Charlie Austin coming in from QPR in the Championship where he scored five goals in 34 games but only started 14, so very much on the on the fringe. Uh, looks to be a real wind-up merchant and his Twitter account is, is somewhat amusing um, and his wife also gives him a lot of shit too uh, as he gets his, his accustomed to Australian and Australian life. Well, so they've also loaned in uh, Riku Datsaki, um, who scored nine goals for them last season. Uh, so that's another good retain for them. Other than that, uh, they've got in Carlo Aramento from Perth, who's coming off an ACL injury, and Jordan Curtin-Perkins, who's been loaned back from his Polish club. 
probably the biggest out for them, Corey Brown, which has a bit of a uh, story to it. Um, Brisbane sacked him a few months ago claiming because um, of drug use. This has been disputed, and he recently won the disputes resolution hearing. So overturning that sacking. So he's still a Raw player, but not training with the Raw because Raw are expected to appeal. So that's no doubt some more popcorn to to come later in the season. Uh, Matty Steinman, who we obviously know from Phoenix, uh, he seems to be kind of being frozen out for a good part of last season and continued this season. doesn't seem like he's played at all pre-season, but he's turning up and doing his, I guess, his minimum needs that he, he does to get paid. So I guess some decent players in there, particularly in, the, in their foreign players, but the rest of the squad looks, uh, I guess, probably a little bit weak. Made the semi-cup, uh, semi-finals of the Australian Cup, but they played three PL sides, of which two of them took them took them to inj- in, um, in- extra time, I should say, uh, and they beat quarter- uh, Adelaide as the only um, A-League side in the quarterfinals, um, but don't seem to have played too many pre-season games, um, although they did have a 1-1 vic- uh, draw with victory. Uh, but if you're looking for teams not to make the six, I'd put them fairly at the top of top of my list, I reckon. Mm. Wooden spoon possibility? Or is that a bit harsh with Charlie Austin being the gold machine that he is? Yeah, I think uh, probably them and probably Perth maybe are, are looking towards the bottom. I don't think the Brisbane fan base are particularly confident with their season. Yeah, it seems strange freezing out Matty Steinman because we know he's a decent player and he's performed well for them in the past or at least I thought he he did um, not sure why he's out hasn't just fallen out with management or? It seemed quite odd because he seemed like a decent bloke um, when he was playing over here like a decent human so I can't imagine why that'd be, he like I can't see anything that would indicate in his personality that he would fall out with management, you know, so like a consummate pro does his job, does what he should so maybe it's just the coach the new or the coaching doesn't rate him the regime over there didn't get what they expected from him. Mm. Should we uh, roll through the teams and then talk where they where they number up? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, who had Mariners? That would be moi. So, the big in personality wise, in particular, is uh, Jason Cummings or Cum Dog. Um, it's a horrible nickname. <laughs> Self inflicted. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he made his Socceroos debut against the All Whites um, last weekend, um, and he'll be wanting to impress further to make that Australian World Cup squad um, towards the end of the year. Big news this week, then Maddie Simon retiring. So sad. So sad. <laughs> yeah, the most punchable face in the current settings of the A-League mm-hmm. um, is no more. Um, New Zealanders will be familiar with one of the... Mariner's recent signings in Brian Caltech from um, Vanuatu, but also has played a lot of football here in New Zealand. Interesting. That was kind of a, wor- a badly kept secret, kind of. Like, I think he was trialling with them for a very long time. Mm. Um, and then kind of, kind of feels a little bit last minute that they signed him. Like, but he's a, he'll, he'll be a visa spot, right? So yep. yeah, definitely huge news for him. Yeah, but he has an injury replacement, I think. So perhaps that's why yes. they were last minute, as they wanted to see the how yep. long the injury was going to be. Of I can't remember who it is now. They've signed four players from Portugal, um, all on free transfers. Um, mm. A couple from the same club, by the looks of things, as well. And they also lost Berrigidi, um to Scotland, um, and Vukovic has come in for them as well. So um, 
not bad signings there. And obviously the other piece of big news around CCM is Garang... How do you say it? Cool? Cool? Cool, yeah. Cool? Garang Cole um, signing for Newcastle. Um, supposed to be leaving in January. So how much we see of him is yet to be determined, I believe. Newcastle United, we should probably specify. Yeah, probably. Um, not Jets, yeah. <laughs> Jets have been signing up a storm, but uh, I think that's a bit past them. On to MacArthur Bulls. MacArthur have a new coach um, in Dwight York, um, who's already led the club to their first piece of silverware, the Australia Cup, um, last weekend. Um, goal scorer in that match, our friend Ulysses Davila. Obviously, sad for us to have lost him that season before to the Bulls. Um, but then he's also had some tough times. He's lost his wife and has now got his son with him in Australia, um, committed to the Bulls. Um, and they he they dedicated their win in the cup to him and his family, which was super lovely. Um, I think he's one of those players that you always have a soft spot for if he's played for you. They have a pretty decent attacking four, by all accounts. Um, Daniel Azani deemed to be one of the best young talents around. Um, obviously, Davila's there, De Silva and Al Hassan Toure. Based on their results in the Australia Cup, I'd be looking to see them quite high up. I'm not supposed to say that now, though, am I? Because we're talking about that later. It's interesting though. Like, it looks like they've put absolutely all of their salary cap into the front five or six, and have left it pretty, pretty limited at the back. It's going to be, I reckon, they're probably to be like this kind of five-three kind of team. Eh? Yeah, it certainly feels that way. Pure attack force. Yeah. What I found interesting was that um, they were making such a big deal about it, uh, playing for uh, Davila. Davila won uh, won a penalty. Al Hassan Toure took the shot off him, scored, fortunately for him, and then made a big deal at the, uh, at the aftermatch saying, you know, we were doing it for him. I'm kind of like, <laughs> really? Were you, mate? I think he had other reasons to want to score that pen, to be fair, but that's another story. Ye- yes, I think you're exactly right. Uh, Melbourne City, who's up for that one? Yeah, that was me. Um, uh, they've had an awful preseason. Uh, they have lost to pretty much everybody they've played, uh, and some by quite a decent margin. Um, obviously, we knocked them out in the last 16 of the Cup, which was uh, only too joyous to experience. And uh, their only non-loss was uh, beating Dandenong 3-2. So, obviously, very uninspiring, um, especially considering that they finished top of the league last year. Uh, but A-League standards have had a very settled squad. Connor Metcalf has gone back to uh, gone to Germany and Jenkinson's returned to Nottingham Forest um, and their underwhelming Italian has had the second year of his contract mutually terminated. Um, they've signed a 30-year-old Dutch attacking mid Richard van der Ven from Eredivisie side RKC Volvike, uh, 28-year-old Finnish utility defender Thomas Lamb from Siska Sofia, and a 29-year-old Kosovan midfielder Volon Borussia uh, from somewhere in France. Um, they all have decent pedigree. They've all played at, uh, at good clubs at good levels, um, and I'd expect they will be good for this this league. I think they'll be excellent players. Um, so yeah, they're looking fairly settled. Uh, pre-season is 
hard to judge, obviously, but um, I, I can see... I, I don't want to put too much weight in it um, just because of how accomplished and polished they've been for the last couple of seasons. Nice. Uh, who's up for talking victory? Yeah, that's that's me again. Um, their preseason has been average as well. Uh, dominated local opposition pretty easily, uh, but they failed to beat any of the A-League teams with draws and losses. Um, uh, out in the first round of the Cup to Western United. Obviously, the big news coming out of there is the signing of uh, former Manchester United and Portuguese player Nani. Um, pedigree is undeniable. Four EPL titles. He won the 2016 Euros with Portugal. He played 112 times for Portugal. He has bounced around clubs since he left Manchester, um, but he has... As a winger, he's tended to perform at most places, and he's got goals in him. So he is 35, though, um, So, he, but I'd still assume at that age he'll be a decent replacement for Marco Rojas, probably. Defence is a big change. They've lost Davidson and Hamill overseas, but replaced them with a 28-year-old Spanish journeyman, Cadete, uh, who's most recently playing in Kazakhstan. Um, they've also signed Tommy Urich uh, from MacArthur, but he didn't really fire there at all, so he's probably just a shit-for-shit signing replacement for Robbie Cruz. And they also picked up Paul Izzo, uh, who's out of contract at Xanthi, uh, where he, he was playing regularly, played, made about 40-odd appearances over two years. Uh, so he could be pretty massive uh, signing for them. Uh, Perth? Yeah, wholesale changes, I think, for Perth. Uh, foreigners, they've brought in uh, Mark Bevers, centre-back from... Uh, Peterborough in the championship, but didn't look like he played too much from last season. Ben Azubal, a forward from the Israeli, Israeli First Division, he scored 16 goals in 31 games um, as his team got relegated, so probably a pretty good return for that. Um, and Aaron McNeef, McNeef? McNeef, yeah. Sure. Central midfielder <laughs> from Hearts. Uh, he played 14 games for them last season, but only started seven, so again, probably one of the slight outer um and also, uh, Salim Khalifi, a right midfielder, um, he played a total of 44 minutes for Zurich in the Swiss League. Um, so, yeah, a lot a lot of players probably on the peripheral of, of pretty average leagues, i say, perhaps. Very, um, very journeyman, man. Yeah, they've recruited a bunch of, I guess to supplement it, they've recruited a bunch of, of younger fringe players from around the league, Stephen Kovalov. Stefan Kovalovsky from, from City, played quite a bit for them. Matt Hatch from Central Coast. Uh, Mustafa Amini from Sydney, who looked pretty average coming back from Europe last year. And Luke Ivanovic from Brisbane. Yeah, I'm thrown to that. They've got in two Williams. Two Williams uh, Ryan Williams from Oxford in League One. And obviously David Williams, as we know, from uh, coming back from India. Obviously he's pushing on in age, so probably be a bit, bit of a more of a bit part player. Um, they were so bad last season they didn't qualify for the Australian Cup, so they haven't really played too too much. Um, and they look to have played mostly local teams and, and selection Western Australian teams. So, given their wholesale changes and, and haven't had much competitive games, I reckon that pretty pretty slow start for them. And um, I think most people have them probably in the bottom two um, and definitely outside the six, with particularly with a, a young and experienced manager in the um, chocolate vanilla uh, Ruben Zadkovic. Right. Uh, next up is Sydney. Uh, obviously, the big money uh, players um, still retaining Steve Corica after what was a bit of an up and down last season. Uh, they have had a lot of change, especially in their forwards, losing experienced players like uh, Costa, uh, Babo, B- 
Buhagia, Ninkovic and Cam Sober. Uh, they also lost uh, their other import, Narsing. And if you're really getting um, technical, Van der Sarg, going to have a lot of pressure on their new wingers. They've recruited Joe Lolly from Nottingham Forest. He was uh, Forest's player of the season for, I think, three years ago. They've also recruited Robert Mark from uh, the Hungarian League. Uh, and he's... I guess we can expect them to uh, provide a lot because they don't tend to score a lot themselves. But at the pointy end of their attack, they do have um, Adam Lafondre, who is capable of scoring a lot of goals, but still a lot of pressure on him to provide. Uh, they've brought in Jack Rodwell from the Wanderers and uh, a Spaniard called Diego Caballo, uh, who's a left back. Um, so you can expect them to maybe use the, those channels to get a bit more going forward as well. Decidedly average run in the cup, a win over Mariners on pins, a one goal win over Bentley, but then lost to Oakley Cannons. Um, their preseason hasn't been so bad, though. Uh, they've had a win against uh, Manly, I think it's Manly United, uh, Mariners and us um, keeping at least two clean sheets in that. Obviously at Sydney, they've got a lot of money, they've got a good academy, they've got a strong local core, good deep bench. Um, all comes down to their foreigners, I think, for me. Next one is the Wanderers. Uh, I've used some terms in there that I probably won't read out. Um they are beloved amongst the rest of the league, obviously. Um, but most beloved of that is their coach, Mark Rudan. Um, he was brought in last year after Carl uh, Robinson was brought in, big money, and they spent a lot of money on players, but managed to uh, have an utter shambles. He, I can't remember what his win-loss ratio was, but it was horrible. So they binned him halfway through this season, Got in Mark Rudan and uh, things got even worse. Um, under Rudan, they played 20, won five, drew six, lost nine, had a win ratio of 25% and a points per goal, uh, points per game of 1.1. So, and that is the worst any Wanderers coach has ever done. So then they extended his contract, uh, which was interesting. <laughs> they have had massive changes. Um, we know that uh, Mr. Rudan can be a very divisive character, and that seems to have um, happened here as well. They have lost. Deep breath. Keanu Bacchus, Kansar, Ziggy Gordon, Bertnia Beanie, uh, Tommy Hamid, uh, Ogawa, Mayas, Petratos, Ugarkovic, Aquilana, Mordokokets, uh, Janjetovic, Troisi, Rodwell, and Katrumbus. Uh, that is a lot of traditional Wanderers players and a very good strong core that's just been ripped out. What they've done is brought in a 35-year-old, I believe he's Brazilian centre-back, um, and named him captain, uh, which is an interesting call on your debut season. Uh, never played in an English-speaking league, which I, I also found interesting. Maybe he's multilingual. Who knows? Uh, they've also brought in uh, Suleiman uh, Kripic, uh, who's been banging them in in the Bosnian Premier League, but when he plays elsewhere, doesn't tend to be quite so successful. The big unknown is uh, French-born Con Congolese winger. Uh, has played for the um, France, I think it's under-17s and under-18s. He could be a quality player, but just completely unknown. Uh, Yeni... 
Inbacato. I'm going to go with that pronunciation. Someone can correct me later. Uh, one I can pronounce is Tom Beedling. He's an English-born Aussie. He's bounced around the uh, English lower leagues. Pretty unimpressive signing. Doesn't have much in the way of pedigree, but someone's seen something. They've brought in a French attacking midfield player, uh, Romain Amofitano. Um, doesn't score many, but has played for some decent French clubs before he opted out to Saudi for a bit of cash for a season. They've also brought back um, from overseas uh, Brandon Borello, Bazanic, Lawrence Thomas, uh, and moved in Tongic from Mariners and uh, the massive bust-up out of Sydney, uh, Ninkovic, who Sydney didn't offer a contract, but then he moved cross down just to get the rivalry happening. Overall, pretty uninspiring. We know that they are well capable of an implosion, and especially Mr. Rudan is capable of that. Um, so even if they fire, it could be popcorn time. Dave has written up his blurb about Western United that they have a fairly settled squad, squad without much change. Squad, yes, you heard me. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Diamante is set captain again um, with uh, Risden as their vice captain. They've picked up James Truisi from Wanderers. Trat from Adelaide and Nazdovsky um, promoted uh, to pro from the academy. Uh, they brought in uh, Tongo Dumbia, who's a Mal- Malinese. He's Malayan. an international player. From- Malian? Yep. He's an international player from Mali. Um, he's formerly had a stint with Wolves in the championship, got relegated to League One. Uh, Dinamo Sergreb and Toulouse, which are not bad wee pedigree. Uh, most recently played in Kazakhstan. I'm not even going to... I think it's for October. Uh, 19 caps, no goals. Oof. Uh, Club's News has talked up preseason stars as Nikolas um, Milanovic, Dylan Wenzel-Halls and Connor Payne, two reasonable local players and one other. The losses were Evan uh, Vajuka and Rene Curran, our Dear friend Andrew Durante has moved uh, roles to be a player welfare and development manager. So settled, but um, seems like a wait and see. And obviously we rock back to Newcastle. They have signed right back Carl Jenkinson on a two-year deal. He had a stint with Arsenal, where he's loaned out to West Ham and Birmingham, then picked up by Nottingham Forest and loaned to Melbourne City last year. Uh, played 19, scored twice, which he's a right back, you know. Uh, import signing is a uh, player from Georgia, Becca Dartsmelia. Uh, guessing that, uh, there must be some link to um, oh, Mikkel Dartsche. Cool. Sorry, I can't remember how to pronounce it, but um, he's at the club but is only 22 and has played only in Georgia till now. Uh, they have scored a couple of tidy players that the Knicks have brought through, uh, Soterio and Piscopo. I say Soterio with tongue firmly in cheek, but they had pretty good seasons. They've also grabbed uh, McGarry as well um, in a bit of a transfer with um, a left back that we signed from them. Uh, they've also brought in Brandon O'Neill, Callum Timmons and Daniel Steins from Perth and Trent Bahaja from Sydney. They have lost Daniel Pena, uh, who's loan ended, Bumal, Brandon Wilson, who's off to Thailand, 
uh, Mario Akiz, who's off to Vietnam, Dali Munain, who's off to the state leagues, as is Riley Warland and Taylor Regan. And obviously the left, left back we signed was Lucas Moragas. Yep. Uh, he came to us and McGarry went to them. Interesting. Uh, let's talk numbers. Who thinks uh, they have an idea on who is coming, who is winning the league? Oh, I think I think it's going to be like the three Melbourne clubs are definitely uh, in with a shout for the six anyway. Um, to be honest, mate, I think it's easier to say there's three teams you can probably rule out in Brisbane, Perth and Wanderers. And there's maybe three teams you could probably rule in in the three teams from Melbourne. And then the it's a bit of a uh, shit fight, I think, for the, um, for the other three places between those six teams. I think uh, I think Wanderers, the law of averages say they're probably bound to make the top six. I think this season, like they've been so shit for so long, it can't possibly go on much longer. Being can shit, it? yeah, yeah, no, it can. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry, Dubs, I've got to disagree, mate. Yeah. That they brought in. A, I mean, the only saving grace for Mark Rudan is he's brought in a whole lot of play people who don't know who he is or what he's like. To be fair, mate, he got results when he was here. He got us through to the six. We hadn't done that for a while. Um, so, you know, there's... With a new team. With a brand uh, here? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a brand new team. There was still... No, he was, he was new to them. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, obviously, he's got some idea um, about, you know, uh, how to put a team out there, but... You know, whether it fires, whether it happens, a different story. I think they're going to struggle. I think they will be bottom three with Perth and uh, Brisbane. I, I think they will be average. Okay. Oh, I've got, I definitely agree with you, at least two of those Melbourne teams. I'm still not sure about victory. I, I think that comes down to Nani, to be honest. Um, the guy's the guy is quality, and there is no argument against that. He is a very, very good footballer. Um, if he is, if he fires it, this in this league, then I think they may he's he's a, enough of a difference to them to make the six. So if he if he is rubbish and they've spent a whole pile of money on nothing, then sure they'll miss out. But I don't think that's the case, and I think he will make a difference for them. And and they have they have fixed their weakest position last year, which was goalkeeper. Um, you know, yeah, Porto is, is, yeah. is no by no means you know the top couple of goalkeepers in the league, but he's you know enough to. It's decent. He's decent enough to show up that a little bit more than last year. Yeah, he's relatively consistent, but he does have the odd little howler, as a lot of A-leg keepers did through his generation. Um, so I guess we've got to we've got those three teams mostly sorted. Who else is making the six? Ooh, I reckon. I reckon it's going to be Macarthur, uh, Mariners, and us. Mariners, yeah, their preseason has looked phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. They've they've they have put to the sword teams that usually I wouldn't say they compete with at all. So yeah, I think there there might be something about them, and there might be a bit of a might be a bit of a um, unexpected turn this season. See, I think um, Sydney will make that six preseason uh pre-preseason and the Australia Cup wasn't great but their preseason games have been pretty tidy um they haven't been conceding and they've been scoring them uh 
maybe not for fun, but certainly having a good old chuckle while they've been doing it. I can see them definitely making top six if those imports fire. If they don't, I don't think they'll be far off the six, to be honest. Uh, I guess the, the real question we've got to answer is uh, uh, who, well, there's two questions. Who's spooning? Brisbane. For me, it's for me, it's between Brisbane and Wanderers. Mm. I I can see them just absolutely. Exp- the more I looked at their squad, the more I was just like, these guys don't know each other, and barring an absolute miracle, they're going to be bottom two. Brisbane perhaps have a bit more um, firepower up front to drag a few more points out than than say I think maybe Perth do. I think Wanderers won't be bottom two. I think I think a bottom four will be Perth, Brisbane, Jets, and Adelaide. Oh, interesting. Where do you think the Knicks are finishing in this? Because the traditional answer would be sixth. Just to... I was going to say six. That's all right. You can go with your gut, go with your heart, and say six. I feel like. I feel like I was copying you after you said that. You should have just let me go. Nah, it's pretty, um, it's pretty, six is a pretty normal answer. Yeah, yeah six is the answer. Yeah. Dubs, what's your number? I reckon we'll go. We'll go fifth. Oh, fifth, bold. Uh, Cam, how about you? Fourth. Oof. Oof. Yep. Okay. Well, wow, no one's going to be more rose tinted than I am. It's going to be fourth. <laughs> that means that means you need to go third, Frosty. No, no, I'm going. I'm going, Captain Negative. I can see us absolutely blowing this and going seventh. Come down to the last game and then hitting seventh, because we're all so excited. I think we're home this season for the first time in a long time, and I think that might actually make a difference this year. I, I, I do as well. I think it's going to be more pressure, and I Ooh, think that I, that's... I think the complete opposite. I think they're so used to playing in front of nobody that getting playing in front of somebody is going to be awesome, and they're going to love it. I, I, I genuinely hope you're right. Yeah, I mean, my 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 sort of benchmark is the first season that Ufi came in, and we were we were humming up until COVID hit. Right, we yeah. were we were looking top three. Yeah, we're top three. I think with a game yeah. in hand. And yeah, that's with the sort of home and that sort of the travel bit. So that's my kind of like, it's almost like it's his first season again of, of coming in with a, you know, his entire, he's about to pick every single player there. Yeah. Sounds like you're talking um, higher than fifth, to be honest, Dubs. Oh, you know, got to throw in a couple of injuries and, you know, you know <laughs> things like that. Yeah, if those if the um if the import signings are as good as we hope they are, honestly, mate, there's the world is our oyster this year. Anything could happen. I reckon I reckon the top four is well within the capability of the players that I've seen. Okay, well let's uh let's have a couple of predictions about what we think is uh notable highlights from the Knicks. Obviously with Cam getting to see them a little more often and being captain positive. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna throw it to you first, mate. So what Under do you, the bus you go. What do you want? What are you after? Just give us some predictions about the Knicks, you know. Uh, yeah, okay. Players to look out for. Um, who do you think is going to be top scorer? That's I, sort of I notable think, achievements. I think Krayev, BK, will be our player of the season. I think he's going to be outstanding um, as an attacking uh, mid. Uh, and Golden Boot will be... 
Jan Sass. If they play him up front, I think Jan Sass will be the golden boot. Um, breakout. Honestly, it depends. It depends on injuries, but I think someone like Finn Sermon might end up playing more minutes than uh, later in the season than earlier in the season, and I think he'll just grow into his own as being a very, very accomplished centre-back, um, so I think he might be the kind of breakout player of the season as well. Um, yeah. Dale, how about you? I reckon we're going to have four goal scorers around the same amount, like maybe six, seven, eight goals. I think they're going to be spread around to think a bit more than perhaps previous seasons. Um, I think Yugakovic is going to be one of our better players. And I hope Oli Sale doesn't have to do as much as he has done in the last couple of seasons. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Trace? I've taken a negative spin. I just, I'm I'm not 100% convinced with our back line. Mm -hmm. But look, they can prove me wrong. Um, I also hope that the like the new guys like Crave and um, Zavada both like fire because they have I mean they've been good in preseason from what I've seen, but and having said that, I've seen them against Central League team, right? So it's not really a a, a benchmark that you can take into an A League season, and I think that Jan Sass will be the golden boot. Uh, for me, the player I am, I think, and I am very hopeful that we'll have a, a great season is Clayton Lewis. I think with Yugarkovich beside him, that's going to provide a lot of coverage and steel. Just give him a chance to actually play a little bit more football than he has in the past. And I think that, obviously, um, if he's pushing him a lot harder, I think Crive's a good shout for being... Even if he's not player of the season, he'll be one of the most influential players on the, on the field. I think Dale's right with the goal scorers. I think it's going to be spread around everywhere. I think even Wayno will probably get you know in that in those six goal area, and everyone will pop up with a few. Um, yeah, that I, I think we need uh, we need that those centre back pairing to stand up that. If if they don't, if we're really going to struggle to get past seventh, um, we're going to have good coverage with Yugarkovich there in front of them, but there's going to be a lot of coverage that they need to do. The way we play with our wingers, they're going to have to make sure they shore things up. And I, I, um, yeah, I, I'm not wholly sure about them being anything more than good players. So, is Yugarkovich playing six or eight in your mind? I I kind of see him playing a bit of um, uh, almost a left and right role with with um, Lewis. Lewis gets on the ball more, yeah. So I can, but I see like Lewis tends to sit back with the ball more. Sure, he's 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 a genuine eight, right? He he is a genuine eight. He's a link player between that attack and defence for you, but he's not. He's definitely not a six. So if you're going to play him with Yugarkovich, and I I kind of think Yugarkovich is more of an eight as well, and it's, and that kind of leaves us a little bit more vulnerable in defence. So I I once Roof is back, I actually kind of see Yugarkovich playing with Roofer more often than Clayton being on the bench. And that's not a good thing. I like Clayton. I love the kid. I think he's fantastic and I wanted to play every minute of every game, but um, that's not possible. And um, yeah, I just, I'm not, I'm not sure 
that the system will suit playing both Jugakovic and Lewis at the same time? I think it can. I think you can see them basically rotating uh, to play that coverage role. Um, we know that Ufi likes Clayton Lewis and thinks that he has a massive amount of potential. So I can't see him turning back on that unless Clayton has a, a stinker of a half season by the time that um, Roofs gets back. But that does get interesting. You, you're kind of now looking at the, if you've got the dual eight roles and then you've got Rufus sitting there as a, you know, out and out six. It starts um, being horses for courses, maybe. Um, gives Ufsi some options. Yeah, it, it's interesting days. I, I'd love to see Lewis. If Lewis fires, I think that that front four in front of him starts looking really tidy. So here's hoping. I just wanted to be on now. <laughs> I, I don't think we're prepared for Sunday yet, are we? Yeah, that's the that's the that's the ultimate cry of I just booked my tickets today and everyone else going, No, I'll have to work something out tomorrow. How do you so, know? I bought my season pass months ago. Mm. Should I ask the rest of the rest of the panel? <laughs> uh, my accreditation was approved this week. Oh there you go. That's pretty good for the Knicks, isn't it? No, um, it's not on the Knicks. Nothing to do with the Knicks. It's all coming out of Australia. So, Oh, nice. Congratulations, Cam, again. Thanks, buddy. You, you got a ticket, Dale? Yeah, yeah. I think I bought my, my membership three weeks ago. Nice. Well done. You're all far better fans than I am. Yep. I just yeah, forgot. Oh, we knew that anyway, mate. <laughs> it is true. Oh, we do have a game to uh, preview, right? We do. Uh, we've got the Adelaide game. Which is interesting because obviously we need to preview Adelaide. Yeah, I guess for, for Adelaide, um, some, somewhat settled again side, I think. Um, a few additions to that this side. Uh, Harry van der Sarg, fullback from Sydney, has come across. Uh, so has his uh, friend Ben Whalen. Uh, he's a centre back. And uh, Ben Halloran, who's returned from a very failed stint at FC Seoul. Um, some significance out, I suppose. Yengi's gone to Western Sydney Wanderers and uh, Mohamed Toure has gone to Rems. Um, but they've managed to keep hold of Goodwin, which is a, a big plus for them. Um, so their foreigners are from Lopez, a fullback, uh, one day, a central midfielder, um, Zach Clough, um, who came from League Two mid season last year, and Ibizuki, I think. Ibizuki. Who uh, I think he scored about half a dozen goals for them last season. So um, pre-season they've had a, a win over the Jets and Adelaide United in the Australian Cup before eventually losing to the Raw. Um, but they did beat uh, Melbourne City last week five-one over three uh, three forty-five minute um, halves. Uh, but they've also lost to Western Sydney in pre-season. So somewhat settled squad, I think. The foreigners are especially in that midfield. Uh, um, sort of aging a bit more. They've got Isaiah in there, who, who seems like he's about 65 years old now. Mm. One day, I think, is much younger. So I guess there, I think, how good they will be is, is whether those two players in particular can um, keep pace with the league um, or whether they sort of fade as, as they sort of age a bit more. But I, I think with, with, with good, good one there, they'll, they'll no doubt bang in a few goals and look quite dangerous on the counter. This feels like a... 
a, a very important game, even though it's the first game, because this is kind of the the sort of team that we need to make sure we get points off if we want to make that six, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's 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 uh, first game of season. Eight, it's always really really hard to pick how it's going to go and how you how you think because as Tracy was saying before, man, that um, the preseason stuff we've seen is really it really isn't indicative of of anything come the first game. Um, I think if they if Adelaide are dangerous on the break, as Dale thinks they probably will be, that could be a concern for us, obviously, with the defensive frailties that Tracy pointed out previously as well. But I think we've got such a strong attacking force with such good attacking options, and I think we'll probably be too much for them. Um, and the, the whole homecoming aspect of that first game as well is going to be quite... Massive. Obviously, there's a there's a massive link between performance and uh, crowd numbers. And the more people, the bigger crowds, the more noise, the more encouragement, the better the team play, and the more chance they have of winning. So, I think this might be one of those little perfect storm kind of scenarios where all of that comes together and we do quite well. For me, it comes down to um, Goodwin. If you shut Goodwin down, that's a lot of their goals and production. And if you can do it for 90 minutes, um, you stand a pretty good chance of winning a game. Um, yeah, I kind of got to agree with Dale. Isaias, I'm, he, he feels as old as I do. So, yeah, He looks I, as old as I you do as well. <laughs> I look young for my age, mate. Um, first season, whether he, first game of the season feels like whether he's got the, you know, still got the legs and still is, is fit and ready for the, the um, league. What do we think the, the result's going to be? Cam, I'm going to go to you again. 3-1 us. Goals to Sass, Crave, and uh, maybe Wayno, um and Goodwin. How about you, Tracy? We win 2-0. I don't know who the goal scorers are, but we win 2-0. Dale. Uh, it's going to be a Dow Nilo. Oof. They call oh, that. I'm, I'm calling it an anticlimactic one all. You're probably, you're probably right. It's probably going to be a really low-scoring, boring draw in which we cancel each other out because actually the teams are really evenly matched and fighting for that, you know, the bottom of that uh, top six. So, yeah. That, oh, I'm thinking it's just going to be an exhibition of ring rust. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, the I guess the last talking point is uh, who we think is going to be that starting starting team that walks on the field. Uh, we got um, any opinions? Any strongly held opinions? Do we think there's going to be any surprises? Yes. Let me put it that way. Yes, I think there will be surprises. Um, I think the big question is, I think the back four is fairly settled. Uh, and unless there's a knocks that we aren't aware of, um, I think the back four probably picks itself. Um, I think the big question, though, is in uh, six, with uh, Lewis obviously having, still being out and uh, Rufa not being back. Um, I think the big question is who partners Jugarkovic in there, and it needs to be someone fairly defensively minded. So are you likely to play someone like Laws in there 
and put sermon starting in your centre back instead of laws? I think that might be a question, but I, I don't know the answer to that question. Would you play Pennington in there? Um, is he defensively minded enough to, to do that role? Um, and then your yeah, big question up front, I think we start Krajev and probably Sass and Costa and maybe Wayno up front, but I'm not 100% on that either. Any disagreement with that? Uh, Laws will be centre-back with Wooten. And it'll be Pennington and Jokakovic in the middle. It feels that way to me, the way that Pennington got lots of minutes in the um, cup. And I think you are bang on with the front four. I I just don't know that we've... I'm not sure how many minutes uh, our new striker has under his belt. And if he's your alternative... If he's your, he's a big lad, right? So if he's if you've put him on as the, the wrecking ball, yeah, the 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 target man alternative to the ball playing players you currently have, then you want him on the bench. You don't necessarily want to start him. So yeah, and then you bring him on later if you need to change things up. But yeah, so I think he'll be benched, and the other four probably start with ball not being back in action yet. That's what I had wrote, written down. Nice. But I wish that you had given me a heads up so I could have um, thought about this a lot harder today at work. <laughs> no, no, you should be working at work, Tracy. Should I? <laughs> That's right. You can do. You can do. You can do next week. Yeah, I'll be more prepared next time. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, with that, I think it kind of draws us to an end, though. Uh, any final thoughts or? feelings i know cam's going to give it the uh come on you nicks no no it wasn't thank you very much i was gonna let others speak for a change and get their positivity out on tape i'm looking forward to um seeing everybody who i haven't seen for such a long time even if i don't really like them like it's nice (laughs) (laughs) it's nice to um See people that you know you associate wow. with football. I'll let you guys figure out who the people that I don't like are. That's that's up to you. But um, it's us, <laughs> mate. I'm <laughs> not going to be there, to, so don't talk about me. <laughs> looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to being back at the stadium, um, at home, cheering on the boys. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. Eh? Looking forward to actually being there, and it's going to be a long day. I think the Weenix play the curtain raiser, so it's going to be a long day at the stadium. But the fact is we're back at the stadium watching football. It's going to be brilliant. Yep, I hope it is. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm hoping my son lasts the full 90 minutes and I don't have to leave early. (laughs) Good luck with that. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, With that, I think we should sign off. Um, Two things I'd like to throw on at the end. Uh, Our mate Jay, uh, he's no longer going to be um, throwing uh, his salty tunes into the air at the stadium thanks mate for everything uh and just a shout out to our mate nick we're thinking of you buddy and that is all of thank you and good night ciao